Welcome to the Own Your Magic podcast, where we dive into topics such as human design, food, all things spiritual, and all things that will help you see that the magic is already inside of you. You just have to own it. Join me on my journey of self-discovery and holistic health to help you become the highest and best version of yourself. Learn to love yourself and own that magic. Remember, we're all different and we are all exactly where we're meant to be in our journey. So be gentle and love yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Own Your Magic Podcast. I know it's been a couple weeks, and I so appreciate all the patience. Um, and I know the last the last couple months uh, have been just a lot going on, and I know I've missed, I think I missed two two Fridays. But nevertheless, here I am back. It has been, whew, it's been a, it's been a few weeks. I um, I have a lot to talk about, and I'm like, I'm not even sure where, where to begin. Um, but so I want to start with that question that um, I had asked last week. You know, it was like, how how have you owned your magic this week? And for me, it's kind of been, there's been a few different ways, but. I recently, this past weekend, I went to a wedding. My best friend got married in D.C. and it was so beautiful and it was so good to be part of it. And it felt so good to be social because so much of my time is spent work, the kids, um, and then on the weekends, like when I am quote unquote social, it's often just like with my parents and then I'm just so exhausted from the week that I just come home. So I haven't really like spent much time in my life here getting out and meeting people and I'm going to school, um, have, you know, a few things that I'm doing, you know, for trying to build my own business and all this kind of stuff. So it just made me realize how lonely I actually am and how much I don't socialize here. So that just felt really, really good. And I definitely would like to start incorporating more of that, making, more time here um, for that for myself because it really it really felt good. Um, it kind of gave me like a I don't know a, um, what's what would you even call it not a socializing hangover but just kind of like almost like overstimulated right because you get like kind of like on that high of like oh you know just I don't know talking to people and having conversations and feel like like an adult because my kids weren't there and that felt really nice to just kind of like be out on my own and I love my kids like my kids are my life. Like I would not have a life if I did not have them. And so (laughs) I definitely missed them, but it felt so good to get away. Um, but it's actually, it's the last couple weeks I've been, I've been feeling like a lot of anxiety, a lot of heaviness. Um, and I've actually been having just like a lot of like heart palpitations. (laughs) I finally went to the doctor and you know, they were like, everything looks good. Um, so I'm kind of just like, and I was sitting there last night because it's gotten to the point where it, I mean, if anybody out there like has heart palpitations or um, PVC or anything like that, like it's, it's like terrifying when you have one, it's just like, is it going to start again kind of thing? I mean, it goes quickly, but it's a, it's a scary feeling. And I was just sitting um, on my bed last night watching a, a webinar, actually an IFS webinar. And I was just thinking, you know, after all of the years of things that, I have been through and not to say that it's all been like super traumatic, but I think I've just felt muted a lot and not to blame anybody else. It was kind of self-inflicted, I guess. I just 
have always felt like I needed to be somebody else. I needed to be what other people wanted me to be. I could never say what I really felt or when people asked me for opinions and they would tell me I was wrong. And so I've just kept a lot of that to myself. I've kept a lot inside. And so I was sitting there last night and I just had this feeling. I was, you know, I feel like all of this is just boiling down to just healing that I need in my heart space, in my heart chakra. And um, I was listening to, I reached out to somebody to talk about it today because it was just getting on me and I was feeling very anxious. And, um, and so I reached out to somebody today and they sent me this video on how traumas and stressors and things that we don't release will manifest physically in our body. Like we can literally become ill from undealt with traumas, un unburdened parts of our ourselves. And she was saying in the video, um, I think it was Lu Luis, Luis Hayes, and she was saying, um, talking about the heart space and your heart physically, like actually your heart beating and that, uh, you know, heart, your heart is a space of love. And so when you're not operating your life out of a space of love or not giving or receiving, um, then that can create some some heart problems. And, you know, I was kind of got me thinking because I feel like I've always operated from a space of love. But then the question is really like, have I accepted love? Have I given love? And of course, I love my kids. And I, I've shifted my mindset a lot more to look at things through the lens of love and to be I've always been kind to people. I've always felt that you don't ever know what somebody's going through. So I'm not going to be nasty or mean or hurtful to anybody else because I'm not I don't walk in their shoes and it's not fair for me to judge them or anything like that but in my personal life relationships I I guess in looking at it I guess I don't give and receive it that easily I can be kind to you and I can love you but truly opening up a, that space and letting it in and letting it out um it just kind of made me think that maybe that's where I have been struggling and I just need to truly like let go and just open up and allow that in um, and allow it out to, to, to truly 100% give that love. You can operate from a place of love um, and, hold, and, and, and be kind to people and do loving things out of love, but to truly unconditionally give somebody all of that is very, <clears throat> very vulnerable place to be. And <clears throat> that <laughs> Forgive me, right before this, uh, I ate some popcorn, which is clearly not the best idea. I was, um, gonna, I'm planning on Monday, I'm going on an elimination diet. Um, so for me, since I don't eat dairy or eggs, it's essentially eliminating um, soy and gluten and corn for three weeks, and then you slowly reintroduce um, all of those. Because I am plant-based, and I'm um, obviously very... Um, aware of what I'm putting into my body, but there's a lot of times that, you know, like having corn today, or I just, I, I often feel bloated, and I guess that's my issue, and along with, like, just feeling anxious and everything, I, I wanted to uh, try this elimination diet and see if maybe it's gluten or corn or soy or, or any of these things that I'm, I'm consuming, so Monday I'm starting that, obviously because I had popcorn today, <laughs> uh, but my problem is always that's self-control and I have that open will center and so that's where that, that struggle comes from because I'm just like I love food so much and like I I think I said on Instagram or whatever but like food is literally in my design like I'm designed to just like enjoy these things of life like that's just 
that's who I am. That's part of what I'm here to do. And so when it comes to saying no or going on diets, I'm just like, that's never been attractive to me. And it's never really been something I can really sustain. Um, I tried the um, Whole30, I think it's called the Whole30 diet. And I think it made it a good like 15 days, but they want you to eliminate like everything. And, and, and I just, it was, it got really hard. So I'm going to try the elimination diet. I'll start on Monday. Um, and I totally got sidetracked from what I was talking about. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just been a lot that has been going on. And because I have been feeling so anxious and off and I haven't worked out in like a week, I finally did work out today and it felt really good. But I hadn't worked out in like a week. So I know that's like all part of it. Um, it's just like a culmination of things. And of course, you know, being at a wedding, I had a few drinks and that always kind of gives you that um you know, it takes a long time for alcohol to like get out of your system and it does wreak havoc on your system. And so, you know, it's fine to sit and have like a glass of wine, but um, I just saw a car with license plate 666 um, as I'm talking about this, <laughs> but it's fine to have fun and enjoy. Um, but, you know, sometimes just having that drinking that much that often for so long during like the whole wedding thing. And, you know, I enjoy my wine. It's something that I've definitely cut back on. Um, it's just doesn't, it's not as enjoyable as it once was to me. I, you know, I, I, I've had my fun with it when I was younger. So I know there was just like a whole bunch of things that have kind of come together and made me feel this way. And I'm really struggling to pull myself out of it. And, you know, and that's the thing, like we, we're all, we all have our times when we struggle and I barely have worn any makeup in the last four days. And there was an incident with my dog and I thought we were going to have to get rid of her. And I was just like crying and being emotional and I have been probably for the last two weeks like just really emotional and that's usually not me I was just like I don't know I, I've never been a crier it's always been really hard to get tears out of me um, a movie occasionally would do it but I just from some of the relationships I've been in or you know even, even growing up it was kind of like if you started crying it was just like you're all right you're all right you know like everybody wants to ease that discomfort and help you. But when you're constantly told that it's okay, you're going to be okay. Um, you become to associate crying with like a weakness or you're not allowed to cry or that's not the way that we express those fears or those emotions. And so crying has been extremely hard for me. Um, in the last couple of years, it's been getting a little bit easier, but definitely in the last two weeks, I don't know. I was doing that one breath work, that full moon breath work. I think it was last month and I just started crying during it and I have like not been able to shut it off since. Um, I've been just like really weepy and really easy to cry. And not that that's a bad thing. It, I mean, it feels like such a good release. Um, and I don't know if like kind of opening up those floodgates have kind of allowed all of this, uh, suppressed, bundled down, bundled up uh, traumas or stressors or emotional um, emotional issues that I haven't dealt with to like kind of come to the front. But it's been, it's been, um, it's been a week, it's been a week or two. So I am back now. Um, this will, I'm recording this on Thursday, so I will work tonight to get it out to you guys tomorrow. I've caught up on all my schoolwork. I passed my first exam. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. But I did. I passed my first exam. Um, I was really excited. I got to do that before the wedding. So that was just like a relief off my plate. Um, so I'm really, really excited. I've, I've had a couple opportunities come forward, collaborating with a couple people. Um, I plan to have a couple guests on here in the next couple um, months. I'm really hoping to have like a really awesome um, New Year's episode 
or around New Year's, um, just around like setting intentions and stuff, because I think most of us do, right? We all want to change and something about New Year's just brings that about in us. Um, so I really just want to have like an episode where we dig into like how to create sustainable changes and not add, you know, 15 different uh, changes, New Year's resolutions that you want and, and it just, and then it falls off and then you get frustrated. Um, so I'm going to have um, a whole episode and I'm hoping to have a guest on that podcast as well. Um, so that will be coming out soon. Um, but today I kind of, um, w I was listening to like a few podcasts and kind of like what's going on. Um, with everything. Um, but yeah, just talking about kind of what's physically going on with me and my health and how I truly think, um, like I said, I just kind of had that like, aha, or that download or whatever you want to call it last night when I was sitting there, that it's just like so many of us hold like almost all of our physical ailments come from some sort of, um, I don't want to say emotional baggage, but some sort of traumas or something we didn't deal with. And what really, for me, kind of it really gets me I guess emotional too is thinking about it is such a huge part of our imprinting I guess um pregnancy how our mothers were pregnant with us or like how we were pregnant with our children really really affects our kids and it's really interesting when I look at the dynamic for like my kids my daughter I don't ever remember being like overly stressed or upset or anything like that it was a fairly easy pregnancy um uh she, you know, she's scared of a lot now. She's definitely got like some anxiety issues. I always like wonder kind of where that came from, but I know her father was in the military. So he left when she was, I don't think she was like six months old and he came back a little over a year later. And then he and I got divorced when she was about three. So I know like a lot of her issues kind of come from that very impressionable age and kind of the things that she went through and she, she um, saw, or not that she saw anything, but kind of things that she went through and, and experienced at that age that she didn't understand. And of course, like I think all children in some way blame themselves or feel like they're responsible in some, in some, some, some way. Um, but with my son, my son was probably at a point in my life when I was pregnant with him was the lowest I've ever, one of, actually I will say it was, it was the lowest point of my life when I was pregnant with my son. It was very difficult. I was depressed. I was tired. I was nauseous. Um, and there was a couple arguments with his father that I will never forget one of them. He was throwing things around the room and I was crying. And my son was just, it was like alien. Like he wanted so badly to escape. Like he, and to this day, if you raise your voice at him or like get firm in your, in the way you're speaking to him, he just covers his ears. Um, and I really attribute that to like that specific fight and that, that, that experience. And so it's funny though, because my daughter, I had an easy pregnancy with her and she's now so anxious and I had a difficult pregnancy with my son emotionally, I'll say definitely emotionally, physically, I was okay. I just had some really bad morning sickness at the beginning, but physically I was okay. I was just, I emotionally went through a lot, a lot. And I will get into that one, one day on this podcast, but it was a lot. And like I said, it was the lowest point in my entire life. And that boy, he's just like, comes out, he's very happy kid. He's, he's got his, you know, everybody's got, got their things. Um, like I said, he doesn't like being yelled at. He kind of pushes the boundaries a little bit. Um, but I do, I worry when I, you know, learn more and I just feel that we are 
things that we carry physically with us, ailments, diseases, disease is, um, a lot of them can be attributed or at least can be helped in talking about traumas and things that we've been through. Because when you go to the doctor, I found, um, I was listening to a lecture and this was like, I loved, loved the saying. Um, and so this is not mine. Um, I took this from my um, one of my lectures, and I cannot remember the name of the um, woman who did it. Um, I'll put it in the show notes if I can find it. But she said, when you sit on a tack, you don't take Advil for the pain. You get up and you find the tack. And so oftentimes when we go to doctors for physical ailments, they're giving us an Advil for the pain, but they're not looking for the tack. They're letting the tack sit there, and you're still sitting on it. So, yeah, sure, the Advil might help you momentarily, and it might help you ease that pain in the moment, but when the Advil's worn off, the tack is still there. And so I really, this is why I'm, like, so passionate about, I'm so grateful and glad that I made the decision um, to study, you know, um, nutritional, holistic health nutrition, because I really think that this is what health coaches, and I and I know a lot of people have issues with the word coach, and I've kind of back gone back and forth with it. Um, I just don't know what else to call it because uh, it is. It, it's not a counselor. Um, it's coach, so holistic health coach, uh, integrative nutrition health coach. But besides the point, this is why we are so important because it's not to replace Western medicine. It's not to replace going to the doctor. You need the doctor to give you the Advil for whatever it is that, that ails you. Um, you need the doctor to perform the surgery or whatever it is. Um, but then you also need people that are going to sit and listen to you and allow you to express what you're feeling and go through that and heal internally. Because when you can heal internally, oh, it's amazing what your body can do. Your body knows exactly what to do, right? When you feed it the right foods, you naturally feel better. When you sit there and you eat a pound of sugar, you feel hungover the next day. You feel like shit. Um, I know I do if I have too much wine or if I have too much, like, salty food. I feel bloated and gross, and I don't like I, it takes me days to recover. But when I'm sitting there eating vegetables and quinoa, and it can still taste great, uh, but when I'm sitting there eating those things that I know are, like, fueling my body and I'm working out and I'm getting enough sleep, like, I feel fantastic. Yeah, Sure. Trust me, I, I'm like, like I said, I have like, I, it's really hard to find the willpower to like avoid foods, um, processed foods and stuff because they smell and they taste, they light up your senses and that's what they're supposed to do. That's how, it's how, that's how you get addicted to them. Um, so I, I completely understand. I'm not sitting here telling people stop eating this and stop eating that when I'm, you know, like I still struggle with it as well, but it's like, you have to, in order to love yourself enough and to get to that point where that stuff isn't as hard, you have to deal with all of the emotional stuff and, and having somebody to talk about it, having somebody to understand and sympathize, um, that it heals so much and understanding that, hey, um, you know, I've got some lower back pain. Well, lower back pain pain is um, related to financial financial problems. So if you have lower back pain, maybe you've got some financial problems that you need to deal with. And all of that is like, but you know, and then it comes, why are you having financial problems? Well, I was raised this way and I'm emotionally tied to emotion, to finances, you know, or I don't like to look at them or, or I was always scolded when I spent money. There's, there's all sorts of um, parts of us, all sorts of triggers and reasons why we do the things that we do. And so really getting down to the bottom of it and facing it, and it's hard, it's, it's not easy. 
like I'm still going through this and I'm still, you know, I've been working on it for two years been working on myself and it's just, and that's everybody, especially in this culture, everybody wants the quick fix. We all want to feel better now. That's why we take the Advil instead of taking the tack out. But the only way to heal it is to take the time to stand up, to look around, to find the tack, to take it out, you know, and then look at the ground before you sit back down again. Um, and unfortunately, oftentimes we just want to feel better in the now and the way that's going to make us feel better in the now isn't a quick fix. That's like working out. Everybody wants to have the six pack abs in a week, but it just doesn't work that way. You have to undo years and years of not going to the gym. And I will say too, if you obviously physical activity is so important, like please, even if you walk 10 minutes, be on your feet, be, be active in some way. But what you put in your body is actually more important than how you work your body. So, don't go killing yourself at the gym if you're eating Burger King. There are, you know, work work on the diet. And before all of that, it's, and remember, it's baby steps. It's little steps. It's little things here and there. I mean, it's not all going to happen overnight. It's a slow process. Um, but we just need, you need support. Uh, you need a support base. And that's why, um, you know, I think, Holistic health coaching uh, is so important, and I really think it's soon going to be like in doctors. There are some doctors' offices that are hiring them, hiring us, because it are really important to the overall health um, and recovery and all that stuff. So, like I said, don't not go to the doctor, obviously. But part so much of healing is hope, is having a support base, is truly believing that you can heal. And like I said before, your body knows what to do. Your body knows how to heal you. If you give it the right tools, your body knows what to do. It's not that complicated. It's just hard to put into practice. It's hard to do because we have had years. We live in a culture that everything is bigger, faster. Um, what's got more sugar in it? What's cheaper? What's got more fat? And then we have, you know, fad diets like keto, paleo, all these things are thrown at us and we just like don't know what to do. And so we're jumping from one diet to the next, to the next, to the next, and it's overwhelming and it doesn't work and we're tired. And, and it's just like, ah, you know, like, what do I do? So I think that's why it's so important to have somebody that can guide you and help you um, and not tell you what to do. Cause that's not the point. I'm not going to tell you what to do but I'm going to listen to you and help guide you. Um, and so that's why it's really important. Um, but yeah, so I just really think that if you have something going on, obviously if it's serious, uh, you know, obviously get it taken care of, but also just know that a lot of it can be tied to something that happened in childhood, something that's happening now. Um, you know, maybe you hold judgment in your, or guilt or shame that's going to manifest itself some way emotionally um, and so it's really helpful as shameful as it sometimes feels to talk about those things finding somebody who's not going to judge you and will hold space for you and not make you feel those feelings can have such a huge difference um, in your life and so that's really just kind of what I wanted to talk about and um, if you if anybody you know is looking for for anybody um, like I said, I'm always on Instagram at Rochelle C. Smith. You can email me. Um, I did create another email 
email address, but we'll stick with contact at rochellesmithphoto.com. Um, and again, if you found any value out of this, subscribe, share, rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, the more that you guys do that, the more other people will be able to hear it and hopefully get some, some, uh, I can help, you can help me share uh, the knowledge that I'm learning and spreading and, and trying to reach people by. So until next week, I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful week and weekend and all that good stuff. And remember, be kind to yourself, be gentle. The process is slow. Enjoy the process um, and just have, have, a, have a beautiful day.